0: Continuing with when we began last week, the ninth parak, chi, which he said is, We spoke out in parakshmini at length that the avoid of a person is not just to be living in this world, to be going by road, to be doing that which they need to do, but to be constantly growing, to be to be moving, to be uh, steiging in every area of their life and therefore he said, he spoke to us at length in Perek Shemini about what, how important that is and why that's part of the basic necessity of every human being and specifically a Yid is to be living in a place of constant growth where a person's being Eulah constantly and then he, in Perak Shi, in the ninth parak, he's gonna give us some practical eitzis how to do that. And what he began last week was something very, very important. He began with the Avodah of Torah and he explained to us that one of the questions many people have asked him and have asked throughout the ages is how is it that somebody can learn Torah for 20 years and learn Torah properly, and somebody who's really sitting in the Meis Medrash and learning, not somebody who is, you know, outside 80% of the time. Somebody could be sitting and learning properly, and then, the or how could it be that you have somebody who's learning stark, and the guy's the top guy in terms of learning, and when you watch him outside of the walls of the base Medrash, you see that something's off. Something's off. Yeah, yeah, you see that something's off. The way he's interacting with people, the way he's dealing with people, he's Benadam something's off. Here's a guy who's sitting and learning, and we know that, Ma'arshaba Max know that, like Chazal tell us, it's supposed to be a inside inside of Torah. Torah is supposed to encourage people to become greater, to become bigger, to become closer to Hashem. And here's a guy who's sitting and learning properly, and then he walks out of the confines of medrash, and he's so far away from that world of Torah, from that world of the Rabbani that something doesn't make sense. And the answer says, many of you, you know, Talmidim, many of the B'cham are asking, how is it, Shaykh? Why doesn't Torah automatically change a person? Chazal say that it has that, Chazal say that that's what it should do. Why doesn't it happen? And explain this very posh, there's two kinds of Torah. There's a Torah which is called Tairas Hashem. There's a Torah which is called the intellectual pursuit, And the of real Torah, which is Tara Hashem, where a person's learning in the aspect of Lashma, a person's learning with the Hakara, that this is the Rabbani Shalom's Torah, that this is Torah which is given from the Rabbani Shalom in order to be able to be makar, to know the Rabbani better, to be able to know the rabbin Hashem at a deeper level, that's the Torah which has the ability to change somebody. But the Torah which a person's learning because he's part of a system or because you know he enjoys it or because his intellect, that, that, that's not going to change a person. You can sit and learn and learn and learn. It's not really going to have a real effect on you because it, it has nothing to do with the rabbin Hashem. It's not Torah Hashem and therefore it's not Tumima. And it's not Meshivas not it It's not of a person's Nefesh. It's not Tamim. It doesn't, it doesn't allow a person to become whole because it's not Torah Hashem. So it's Torah, it's important, it's true. And perhaps there's a certain aspect of Sechar that a person will get for that kind of Limud, but that's not kind of, that's not the kind of lima that Chazal meant when they said, ar-shabah, ama ar-shabah A person needs to learn Torah with the recognition, with the context of this is the Naisana Torah. This Ruban who gave us the Torah, he gave us his Torah in order for us to be able to relate to him, to connect to him. I like the Bal Tanya Ya Yakislav writes Ba'Richos and you know Parakeh and Paragva of Tanya, the Avoid of Torah and what and how close a person has a person can come to the Rabbani through the medium of Torah, when a person recognizes that that's the Tachas of Torah. Tachas of Torah is trying to understand the Das of Hashem to know the Rabbani Shalom, to, to, become, to become closer to the Rabbani through Torah, then a person has the ability to be changed through Torah. But if Torah is without the Neisenat Torah, so then it might be very intellectually stimulating, it might be something which is very deep, you might be able to walk around and say that you know a lot of Torah and a lot of Gemara, but it's not really going to have the ability to change a person in terms of his Ben al Lomakam, Ben Adon al in terms of who the person is as a whole, it won't change a person. You can have a person who can learn for 10, 15, 20 years, and then find himself all the way off in the deep end because the Torah that he learned was never a Hashem, it wasn't something which was connected to Hashem, and the it did not have the ability to change him properly, right? We all know the, the, the Bach rites very famously that the issue, the Chazal explained to us that the reason why Kala Yisrael went into Golis with Shalai Baruch HaVatariah the Bach says, Bach and Shulchan Aruch says very famously that "baruch batarit tchilah" doesn't just mean they didn't make a bracha on berachas it means that there was a lack of hakara in the neis in the So you could be learning the taira and you could be involved in limud ta'ra, but "shlei baruch b'tayr tchilah" means that there was no. It didn't say the bracha of baruch atah ha neis Thank you, Rabbanu for giving us the taira, which is the vehicle which allows us to connect to you. And as soon as you you separate the neis in the from the taira, then the Torah is something which is very nice and very beautiful, but it loses its, uh, loses its ability to really be able to change a person. The whole avoid of, because I'll talk about one of the tragedies, one of the tragedies on Chadesh Av was the fact that, that, that the Ivanim translated Torah into Greeks, into, into, you know, into, the, into the Greek language. One of the tragedies of what they were doing wasn't just the translation of Torah. Moshe Ben also translated the Torah into seven languages. Moshe Ben Hayo Moshe Beres Rashi says Moshe Ben translated the Torah into seventy languages. But what Greece wanted to do, and what the Greeks, the Yavanna wanted to do by translating the Torah, wasn't just that to make. Torah into, into another language. What they wanted to do, to say that Torah is just another, another Limud. We also have Hadushim, we're also big philosophers. We have Aristotle, we have very deep thinkers also. You guys have deep thinkers and okay, it's all, it's all in the same textbook. You open one area and you see Greek philosophy. You go to chapter two and you'll see Torah philosophy and you go to chapter three and you'll see Roman philosophy. This is just another philosophy, another one of the uh, big makshavas and big, you know, deep, deep ideas that we have in the world, but it's not anything more than that. And as soon as you take away the Neysenat Torah, as soon as you take away the pnimius of the Torah, the fact that there's a Rabbanishim who gave us the Torah in order to allow us to connect to Him, that's a tragedy. That's Chorb Beisam Mikdash, that's Shalay Borcha B'Tarit and that doesn't have the ability to be able to change a person. That's why He says if we want Torah to really be able to change us, it's only going to work when there's a proper recognition of the Neysenat Torah. And again, like we said last year, they are going go with the Nefeshachim's Mahalach, the Balatanya's Mahalach, and what Torah means, everybody agrees that there needs to be a akara, a recognition, that it is a Zeruban Hashem who gave us the Torah, and that's the purpose of learning, to be able to connect to Hashem, to be able to have dvekes to Hashem, to be able to become closer and closer to Hashem. No, 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 that's how we began, really, the ninth parak, which is knowing that Torah alone is not enough. It needs to be Torah with the, with the uh, couple together, with the idea of nice in the Torah. And he says over here in, in the second paragraph He says He says the second issue That you know Aside from Torah The second issue Is that if a person Wants to grow And he's not in touch With his neshama Inside of him His neshama is hidden from him It's hiding and sleeping The neshama inside of you If we don't awaken The neshama inside of us and if you don't take it out of the economy, it's wrapped in a bundle of reeds that it's buried in. But Your guf alone is not going to have the ability to be able to come close to Hashem. Your guf can be the vehicle which the neshama can use to get close to Hashem. But if your neshama is sleeping, your neshama is sleeping and your guf is awake and your guf is involved in doing the mitzvahs without any neshama, so how in the world are you supposed to come close to Hashem? You have a cheluk inside of you which desires to come close to Hashem. It desires to do that through using the body and using using the Torah and the mitzvahs, but if you're just doing the external actions without anything taking place in the inside. So he says, it's impossible to come close to Hashem. So we need to awaken the Neshama inside of us, awaken that part of us, which is a Awaken the panemius inside of us, but it doesn't work the same way you wake a person up. You want to wake somebody up, you go over to him, you shake him, you wake him up, you set an alarm, you're able to wake yourself up and it happens quickly. You wake yourself up in and one, and one time in you know, one alarm or somebody waking you up, you can get yourself out of bed. When it comes to awakening the neshama, it doesn't happen in one step. There's no one magic pill that's going to be able to awaken your neshama. You do this, and now your neshama is awake. Now you're able to feel that feeling of what it means to be davek Hashem, that feeling of like kim. That doesn't happen in one time. It happens through a process of working time and time again through avodah, through the recognition of the fact that I have a neshama, and I'll explain to us exactly how to do that, but it's, it's a process which takes a long amount of time to be able to awaken our neshamas inside. A person could do mitzvahs with his hands. It's a pella. A person could be standing and, and, and davening three times a day and spending an hour and a half a day on davening, and maybe hours and hours on learning, and maybe hours on doing mitzvahs. A person can be shakua his whole day in Torah, in mitzvahs, and Avoidah, and, and the soul inside of you, the neshama inside is not just sleeping, but it's in a deep, slate of, deep state of slumber. The only way that a person is going to be able to have a real ali and ruhnius is when you're able to awaken the neshama inside, because doing the actions alone with your guf is not enough. Just being involved in the physical actions and going by road and doing, putting on the tefillin and, and davening and you could do it the whole day. You can be involved in this the whole day and you still could be sleeping. Right, the, 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 writes in L'Quita in this Torah samach Nachman writes that a person has the ability to be involved, he writes also, to be involved in Torah and Tefillah, Mamesh, Koloyem Kula, to be sitting and davening three, four hours a day To be learning six, seven hours a day. A person can be in Yeshiva and sitting and learning mamish the whole day and will not be connected to the branches of a kiyuza, will be on the level that a person's totally sleeping, right? A a, a, yinukalm, right? Like the Mar says. And Tainas, the Gemara says, um, Chayni Amagal, slept for 70 years. Uh, Nachman writes, a person can do the same thing. 70 years is, you know, you may shiv emshana, person lived for 70 years, and Chayni Amagal literally, at least the Pasha Gemara we slept for 70 years. And Nachman writes, every one of us could do the same thing. We could go through Pasha 70 years of our life sleeping. And we're doing all, we're doing everything we need to do doing everything you need to do. He's not talking about a person who's not learning and davening. A person can learn and daven and do mitzvahs and do chesed and keep it of the aim and give chitak He doesn't do everything he needs to do, but he's sleeping his whole life away. The, 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 the neshama inside of him is sleeping. So the, the external actions are all perfect, but inside there's something missing inside which a person doesn't, a person, his neshama is not awake and everything he's doing is just cold and it, 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 there's no fire there. There's nothing taking place in the inside. There's no neshama. The whole thing's missing. Something's missing on the inside the neshama I'm the externally everything's fine, but internally something's missing. And I can probably remember, it's by my suit spray, that Berkowitz. So I spoke, about, I spoke about a certain boy that I saw, I actually just spoke about it again last week on this uh, interview that I had. So I, I there's a certain boy, I was one time in a certain community without mentioning names. And uh, I, saw, I saw a boy sitting there and it was the Rav's son. His father was the Rav, a very good boy. He was wearing the, you know, a hat and jacket and a white shirt. Mom almost looked like the part. I was able to see just from the way he was sitting and the fact that his shirt went up, I was able to see he wasn't wearing tzitzis. It was, it was very clear he wasn't wearing tzitzes. I was able to see he wasn't wearing tits. And, and it just struck me that here's a guy who, pechitzonius, checks all the boxes, right? Externally, he's, he's got a white shirt, he's got a hat, he's got a jacket, he's bidavening on time. His father can't point at him and say, hey, you know, you're, you're doing something. But inside there's something missing underneath his shirt, both literally and figuratively, that, that there's something missing inside. The, the neshama inside of him is sleeping. So when it comes to something like titsis, I was telling Shmuel about this the other day, right? When it comes to something like titsis, titsis is about your relationship with Hashem. Right? Most people, you can wear tits on the inside and nobody can point to you and say you're not wearing titsis. Yeah, titsis are tucked in. Titsis are, are are something which is intimate between you and Hashem. If your neshama is not awake, if there's no neshama inside of you that's that's on fire, so I don't know, I, I do wear tits, I don't wear tzitzah. As long as nobody externally is able to point at me and say that there's something missing externally, then I'm fine, then I'm good to go. Then I have all of the actions done. And a person can live his whole life like that. Even with even with wearing the tzitzah, a person can wear the tits and also it's sleeping the whole, you can go through your whole life in a state of slumber where I'm doing what I need to be doing, but my neshama is totally sleeping, totally sleeping. There's no, my the neshama is totally, totally sleeping. And the actions are fine, but, it, but it's not done with any chiyas, it's not done with any hergish, and, and at a certain point, most of us, at a certain point, will eventually fall away from it. That's what we spoke about last week. If there's no rabbanishlom in your Torah, then the Torah is not gonna be able to change you, and if there's no rabbanishlom in your mitzvahs, then if eventually a person loses his interest. It's not kashmak to just be doing something because this is the way you grew up, or because this is what society tells you to do or because you wanna be able to fit in. At a certain point, you stop doing it, and some of the, it will begin with things which are mamash panimius, things which are between you and Hashem, with things which are very, very yisoydi, things which are internal about your relationship with Hashem, and then it's, it spreads to other areas, slowly but surely, because the person feels like, I'm doing externally, I'm awake externally, I'm doing it, but internally there's nothing there, there's pasha nothing there. Today's Yach Kislev, so the Tzfarm say, the Chabad Tzfarm specifically say, that the reason why the Balsham is called Yisrael is because Klaal Yisrael was in a state of tremendous slumber when the Bashamtiv came into the world, both Beruchnius and B'gashmius. B'gashmius was after tachvatah. They were there were terrible, terrible being anti-Semitism going on there, literally being slaughtered in the streets. And in terms of Rukhnius also, it was after Shap Tzvi, And Klaisol was not in a, was not in a good place in Rukhnius. Yisrael was struggling tremendously. It was Magidim who used to come around giving musra and screaming at people, and the whole the whole atmosphere of Klay Yisrael was in a massive of shiftless. They had they had been, you know, taken by a storm. <laughs> you know, and Rabban, and Pamid were taken by a storm by Shap Tzvi, who came along and managed convinced thousands and thousands of people that he's Mashiach, and everybody got excited. This is finally the moment we've been waiting for, and he revealed himself, you know, very, very openly. When when you convert to Islam, it's pretty hard to still convince people that you're still Mashiach, and uh, he made it very obvious that he's not Mashiach anymore. And it was it it, it really it just it broke people. Pasha broke people. That here was somebody who believed in believed in a gadol. You know, sometimes the scandals that take place with certain gedolim and people get broken. But here was not just. You know, by one Gadol, here was the, you know, a large percentage of Klal was caught up in this hype of Shab v and then they just, they got dropped on their head. And Klayusol Yisrael was in a state of mamash, of, of, of sleeping, but real deep sleeping. And the Baal came along, the Svarim say, in the same way, if you want to wake somebody up, the way to wake somebody up is to call his name. Like right? the Baal teaches us that the name of a person is his essence. Your name is the name of your neshama, and if you want to wake somebody up to pull his neshama back down, from the way to do it is by calling his name. And that's why most of our mothers when they woke us up they call us by our full name. There's a much much easier way to wake us up, right? Not just because it, it's something you know that's different, because you want to call back an ashamah from where it's you know where it is when a person's sleeping. So you don't just say, you know, binyaman it's time to wake up. You no, know, is real, Bynaman is real. Call the Nishama back down. The Vashamtiv Kavayachal did that with, with, with every single yid. Bashamtev's name is Israel, because the Vashemtiv came to every yid. Vashamtiv said it's time to wake up. Not just to wake up, to start doing more. To wake up, they start being alive more in the inside that the panemius is more alive. That there's something alive in the inside that there's a fire burning inside of a person. Right, R' um, Nasan one time said it, Rav um, one time said it. The difference between, the difference between, uh, uh, you know, the world before Chassidus and the world after Chassidus is like the difference between a cold Kanish and a hot Kanish, right? The ingredients are all the same. The ingredients are the same. Externally, you look at both of them, they're both the same thing. Nobody's gonna say that this knish is different than this. They're both a knish. They both have the same you know, mom's knishes. They both have the same potato inside, the same extra, the same breading. Everything's the same, but one of them's hot. One of them's on fire. One of them, there's something to it. One of them, you're, you're, it's enjoyable. One of them, you're looking forward to, be do, to do. Right, a person could be davening, and, and you're davening the same shmaneshi as everybody else in the shul. But there's two ways that you can look, through, look forward to that davening. Some one person will say, okay, it's something that I need to do. I need to get over it. I need to get past it. I can come as late as possible, leave as early as possible, daven as quickly as possible, be on my phone as much as possible and try to get through the davening, so I'll be doing the davening. Another person could say, I can't wait to be able to daven. I'm looking forward to be able to have a relationship with Hashem. So maybe they're in shul the same amount of time, but what he's saying, the neshama is sleeping, and the pnemis is something missing, something, not just something small missing, the integral part of our lives, our neshama, that which gives us our whole chiyas, is missing. So we're doing the actions, but it, but the neshama is sleeping inside. And therefore, he says you could you, you could be doing mamish the whole day. You could be doing the whole day. You could be davening, right? Kol mitzlas You davening actions externally. Your your hands are involved in it. Your mouth is involved in it. Everything external. All your kelim are involved in it. But bepinili, is something missing. Therefore, the whole day, throughout the day. Even when a person's not learning or davening, throughout the day, remind yourself, I'm, I'm an, an evid of the Rabban and my avoda in this world is to be miskasher to the Rabban My avoda in this world is to connect to the Rabban That's my purpose. And it, it, by just by doing that, right, you look at both, so someone was just telling me a few minutes ago, look at Bavavi Mishkan Evna. Right, Sefer, which like, you know, Mamish, when it came out, it was, it was really taking the world by a storm. for Bavavi Mishkan Evna. You look at the Sefer Bavavi Mishkan Evna, you can look through like Mama, the first hundred pages and there's, there's absolutely no khadushim in the whole sefer. It's not a deep sefer, it's not no major chadushim, he's not telling you anything you've never heard before. He literally spends like the first, I think it's come out hundred pages, telling you the same thing. Your purpose here in this world is to connect to Hashem. It just says it over and it, it seems like very repetitive. I remember the first time I went to sefer with someone, I was, I was getting like a little bit frustrated, like okay, I got this ready, I know this, but what he's doing is something very passionate. Like the Piyot saying, it doesn't happen in one time. You read one page. The of Hashem, of, uh, to connect to Hashem. Your Neshama doesn't wake up from reading it once. You pushes it in 100 pages again and again and again. He writes over there that you should write on a little piece of paper, you should put it inside of your wallet. He writes you should look at it every 20 minutes. Could be it's a little bit too intense, I think for most of us. I think he writes every 20 minutes or a half hour. You should take out the piece of paper from your pocket, And it just says in the piece of paper, I am a Yid and my job here in this world is to connect to Hashem. And everything I'm doing throughout my day is for the purpose of creating a relationship with Hashem. And you look at it, just remind yourself half hour every day. Keep reminding yourself. My purpose is, and after the and after the I'm an I want to connect Hashem. My purpose to connect Hashem. Everything that I'm doing, when I'm picking up my kids from the babysitter, I have the ability to connect Hashem. I'm in the grocery, connect Hashem. When I'm learning, to connect Hashem. Davening, connect Hashem. Eating breakfast, connect Hashem. Just remind yourself again and again and again. Because, like he's saying, it doesn't happen easily. It doesn't happen quickly. It's not a one-time thing. It's not a magic. You know, you read, you read one, say for two pages, and you'll be awake. It's again and again and again, drilling it, drilling it in drilling it into our heads, the tachlis of, the tachlis of everything we do, is to connect to Hashem, right? You look, you look at the Sefer. I was telling some of this also last week. The Sefer, which is also, you know, the new Sefer, I think, that, uh, that's uh, is being learned very popular around the world. And he writes over there, in one I remember it was, it was in Purim or in Chanukah, one of the, one of the ones on Mo'yedim, he writes over there in, a, in a Ha'ara, he's talking about that the whole tachlis of that yontif I think it was Shavuot. I don't remember which one of the him. The whole tachas of that yontif is to be able to connect to Hashem. And then in the bottom he writes, I like can already write, you probably are trying to figure out why I keep saying in every single Yontif that this is the Tachas of the Yontif. He said, I did this in Elul, I did this in Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, Sukkis, Chanukah, so said, every, th- every time I'm telling you the same thing, the Tachas of the Yontif is connected to Hashem, and he explains to you how through shaking Lul Van Esser we connect to Hashem, how through davening connect to Hashem, how through learning Torah and Shuis, Makabal Torah, connect to Hashem, how through lighting the menorah connect to Hashem. And he says, you're probably wondering like, isn't, it, it, like, uh, isn't there something wrong with this? Like I keep telling you the Tachas of everything is the same Tachas, and writes yeah that the reality is that, yeah this taka one tachas. the tachas of everything is like al the tachas of everything is a great relationship with Hashem now there's different ways to do. There's different ways to do it. Chanukah is, 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 is it's, it's a voidah. You know, lighting is it's a voidah. You know, uh, eating is it's a voidah. You know, sukkah, sukkah. Is, is, the, but they're all different aspects of creating a relationship with Hashem, right? A, person, a person's involved, you know, a person gets married. So it's the tachlas of me talking to my wife to connect to her, me doing favors for her to connect to me, yeah, or the tachlas of all of those things. is a variety of, way, variety of ways, right? The five languages of love, but there's a variety of ways to connect to, to one's spouse. But yeah, the tachas of all of those things is to create a relationship with your wife. So there's many, many different ways to do it, but the tachas of all of them, the tachas of all of them is all, is all in order to be able to connect to Hashem. And yeah, it seems repetitive, but when you understand that that's the tachas of the world, it's for Klal Yisrael, for, for humanity, to be able to create a real chibur with the Rabbanu to be able to say, tam avruh v'ashem, to be able to say, my, my goal is, I want to connect to Hashem, and you do it again and again and again and again. Through every yanta, Hashem is trying to you know, drill this into us. Every time we daven, it's supposed to be drilled into us. Every time we put on tefillin, we're connecting to the Rabbanish, We're creating an Shalom, with the Rabbanu Shalom. We're becoming Kaviyachal married to Hashem again and again and again. The more we drill this into our heads, then the more slowly start our neshama starts throwing off. It slowly starts becoming awake. Right? One time went with this Hasidim, middle of the winter, and this Hasidim to the you know to the town square. He told him he said, "Come with me to the town square." And there's a minig. It's apparently the minig over there during the you know during Kratzmach season. The the game used to go ice skating on the lake. And what they used to do was they used to stand there and they used to make a telem. They used to make a cross. They used to ice skate across. Like you know, with their with their ice skates or with their uh, I don't know if they had proper ice skates the way we have them, but they used to skate across the lake. They used to go in the shape of a cross, especially around Katsmach time. That would be a big thing. The Moshe us Chassidim, I want to go watch the watch the you know watch the gayim ice skating. So they stand there and you know the Chassidim don't exactly know what the Rebbe wants, and they stand there and they're sitting there and they're watching, and they're watching the guys and the guys are making crosses and they say like, what in the world does the Moshe want to see? It's a bunch of guys making making crosses, like the Katsmach time. And the Hashem said, "It's stood there for a few minutes, he watched them, Those told we could go back. And he told the Chassidim when we came back, he said, why, why do I want to go see that? Because when a person's heart becomes ice, so then it's very easy to draw a cross on ice. So when a person's heart is mayim, when a person's heart is shifchi kamayim libeich, you can't draw. you can't draw a cross, you can't draw a tzelem on, on water. When it becomes ice, when it gets frozen over, when it's just okay, we're doing it again and again by rote. We're doing the mice and we're doing the action again and again, and, and there's no fire there. It's very, very easy, for a Salem to be joined. And the point is to turn the fire on, to say that we're not gonna allow, we're not gonna allow our nishamas to, th- to become cold, to thaw them off slowly but surely. Again and again, it doesn't happen in one day. It happens through a long process of reminding ourselves thousands of times throughout the day. I'm davening because I want to connect to Hashem. I'm learning because I want to connect to Hashem. I'm taking care of my kids because I want to connect to Hashem. I'm having a relationship with my wife because I want to connect to Hashem. I'm buying groceries because I want, again and again and again. The more we drill it into our heads, the more we start slowly, slowly awakening our Hashem inside. He says, remind yourself, Think many times throughout the day, an imamen Bashem is barach, be MS believe Shalom. I believe in Hashem, Ba MS Ubalev Shalom. Ovi Umalki, my father, my king, burly She'ata Adana Eilam HaShav Barasas Kolo Eilamas Vakolo Shavahim. It's clear to me, Rabbanu Shalalam, that you created all the worlds and everything in them. HaMalachim HaShemayim Afar Bris Katanas. HaShemitai Chasaritz, you created the Malachim, the Chais Israf MaFanase HaKadash, and you created the little worm that's that's walking in front of me. V'ata see, you're surrounding me. Umamala Esgufi Yeruchi, you're surrounding me and you're filling every essence, every essence of my being. Avdecha I'm your eved. Ulecha kol atzmi maser, and I'm giving myself over to 100. percent Hafeich baafeich, machshava zu the kulabe. Put this again and again. Hafeich baafeich ba the kulabe. This machshava again. Avi umalki borli sha'ata odana elam. Remind ourselves, Rebbeinu Shem, you are the creator of the world. Hashem baras es kol elam You created the worlds and everything in them. Malachim pries ketanis the makif icy right, just thinking about those words. You're surrounding me, and you're filling every part of my being. I'm giving myself over to you 100%. Remind yourself again and again and again. One of the things he does at the beginning of the Sefer, he just, he talks about what it means to become close, right? He says to come close. What does it mean to become close? So he says there's two types of closeness. There's one type of closeness which is called physical closeness. There's another type of closeness which is called, you know, emotional closeness, right? So you can have a relative which may live on on the other side of the world, but you feel close to them. You can have a close friend, who lives in the other side of the world, but you still call them a close friend. In what way you're close to that person, not geographically. Geographically, you're thousands of miles away, but you're close to them, because emotionally you share a connection. And then you can have close, which is physically. Me and you are sitting close to each other. Even if we may not feel like we're close emotionally, but if we sit, we are, we are obviously, I don't mean you. But, uh, but if we're sitting to each other closely, so then regardless, I could be sitting next to a stranger, but I'm close to the stranger. He writes that when we talk about closeness to Hashem, the Rebanshem is both of those things. Like to be a sense I see. Which means he's surrounding me, which means he's as close to me as possible. The Rajam is closer to me than this table is to me. The is closer to me than my shirt is to me. The Run is makif every every fibre of my being. But he's also fills every every fibre of my being. Which means he's also inside of me, emotionally, connected. Every part of my khiyas, my, my body, my body, my soul, every part of me is Hashem. He's close to me in every aspect of the word. And we just do that again and again and again. Afaiqbah wa Just reminding ourselves again that's the only way to wake ourselves up. It doesn't happen just through doing more actions. If I learn more, then I'll wake up. If I daven more, I'll wake up. It doesn't happen, because like we said last week, if I'm davening and learning without Hashem being involved in it, you can sit and daven the whole day, but if there's no Rabban if you're not talking to somebody, so then the then davening is just saying words. And if when you're learning, you're not learning someone's Torah, you're not learning the Rabban Hashem's so it's just Torah. You're just learning. You're just going through the motions of reading, and you may gain a lot of information. You may finish, you know, all the shots. You may learn all, Sh- all place. You may all call the Torah. You can learn all Kesveri. You can learn all you know, all Kabbalah, you can learn all Zera But if there's no Rabbani there, then it's just it's just going through an intellectual person. It needs to be with this with this avoid of at the makif. I see and then slowly, when you're not, we're not just doing the actions, but you're reminding yourself of what the tachlis of the actions is, what the tachlis of Olam Haza is, what the tachlis of the creation of all the worlds is, is to be a no avdecha, l'cha atzmi masr, that I'm your evident, and I give myself over, then you're able to slowly awaken your shaman. That's the avayda. So this is an etzah, again, not a practical etzah in terms of what one needs to do more because it's not about doing this, it's partially about recognition, but internal work of just reminding ourselves as many times we could throughout the day, just to say, an imam and bansheh, we created the. World, you made the world, and the world is for the purpose of connecting to you. help me that I have the ability to connect to you. Hashem to just keep reminding ourselves again and again throughout the day as much as possible. We're here to connect Hashem, and everything we're doing throughout the day is for the purpose of connecting to Hashem. we doing that we will awaken our neshamas. We'll be able to uh, light the fire inside and take the ice off of our neshamas.